Revelation prophesies that a war is coming that will kill a third of mankind. This war will come from the Euphrates River. There are dozens of stories in your feed today talking about tension from this river area that could very well lead to a world war. Are we on the verge of the Sixth Trumpet War? Is there hope? Let's talk about it. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We've got an exciting day uh, prepared. There's lots of news stories that are that are going on right now that you've been reading about your whole life in your Bible. And so, uh, Doug, World War III tensions are here, yeah. and we think it's important that we talk about it. Why yeah. is that? Well, because, I mean, like you said, it's all in the news feed today. I hate to... You know, talk about it all the time. It seems like we're talking about it a lot. You know, Dave talked about it yesterday from a different perspective than what we're going to cover today because we're talking more about what's in the news about it. But it is all over the news feed. There's a lot going on in that region. Iran or Iran, I should say, is doing a lot of the activity that's happening over there. So it, it gets you kind of, uh, you know, excited about it because you know that that's Bible prophecy that's that's happening over there. So. It's good to watch that. Yeah, and, and now right out of the gate, there's going to be people that, that cry fear-mongering and you guys only talk about doom and gloom and all these things. Um, and we get that. Like, we understand. Like, we're talking about Bible prophecy. There are prophecies in the Bible that don't appear to be good news. Of course, yeah. when we start saying there's a war coming that's going to kill a third of mankind, we, we aren't over here going, man, we're ready to scare everybody today. Right. Like, we're not excited about that happening we're saying this is what the bible says and it's crucial that we talk about it so you know it's coming but also there is hope here yeah and so absolutely so we don't want to be fear-mongering but we do want to tell you the truth yeah Uh, can we talk about hope a little bit before we get going i mean i I know i don't want to get too far ahead but well you know the lord tells us that he tells us the things that are going to happen so that we will have hope so that when things begin to happen that's why we have prophecy. We can know that the, his word is true. So, uh, you know, that's definitely one of the things that we can draw hope from. The Lord told us these things would happen. Now we can begin to see them happen and we know that his word is true. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, one of the things that we can say is that we don't just always talk about doom and gloom. We talk about how you can be born again. And we have tracks that, that tell people that. That's the one thing that we can... If we know that our election is sure, that our salvation is secure, mm-hmm. then we don't have to worry about these things. But it's important to know, like you said, so that we can tell others about it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we, we don't want to be a doom prophecy people <laughs> all the time or, or the two guys that always talk about that. And we get a little bit of uh, email about that from time to time. But, you know, I'm, so on a positive note, let's talk about this for a second. Uh, you're going to be preaching tomorrow night. Is that a positive note? <laughs> That's a positive note. <laughs> I'm in that uh, phase of preparation where I'm ready to just get in the car and drive until the gas runs out and <laughs> not tell anybody where I'm going. 
Yeah. You know. Well, we I get there about every day about two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> when we're getting a program ready, so I know what you're talking about. But you're you're gonna go and you're gonna actually be able to preach and not talk about necessarily about prophecy. You're gonna be teaching on a subject that, you know, will bring people hope and, and maybe change their perspective. So there you go. Um they can they it's can not watch a prophecy that. conference. That's right. right. It's not a prophecy conference. It's a Wednesday night uh, Bible study, basically, is what it is. You're going to go up there and teach a Bible study. So our, that's the way I look at it. You know, we had the discussion about preaching and teaching. But if you'd like to see Vince do that, uh, you can see that on our In Time uh, Facebook page. So we're going to have that posted there so that when they um, tune in tomorrow night, that's going to be at 7 p.m. tomorrow night. And 7.30 is when I'm sorry, 7.30. Yeah. I apologize. 7.30 If you're going to talk about it, at least get the time at right. At least get that right. <laughs> so 7.30 p.m. tomorrow, and it'll be on our Facebook page, and I will uh, have to watch it afterwards because I'll be in a different location at my home church. That's why I had the, the time messed up. But All good. It's very good. You're going to be at North Cities. Um, that's right, and... Um, you know, if you're in the area, come out and be in person. Yeah. We'd love to see you. Give them the address. Uh, love to meet you. Uh, well, you can get the address at endtime.com <laughs> slash events. So we've got a little bit of information there on it, the address and such. So get directions there. But anyway, let's get into this and get off of that real quickly. Okay. If you're okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Debka file reported sus- uh, suspected attack on another ship in the Gulf. Now, uh, that was today. So it says British um, authorities confirm that an incident is underway around a vessel of the UAE port of Fihara on Tuesday, less than a week after an Israeli-operated ship was attacked by an Iranian drone off Oman. Uh, some British sources say that the ship hit a mine. The UK Navy has asked other ships not to approach the area while the incident is investigated. Other reports describe the ship as a Singapore flag chemical tanker named Golden Brilliant and signaling a not under command status. The Amani Air, um, Imani Air, Air Force is reportedly scanning the area. More information is awaited. So that's a big story, Doug. Yeah, and since then, we, we weren't able to put it into the program, but since then we saw an article where there were actually five vessels over there that were attacked in some form or another. Not necessarily that, like this one they say could have hit a mine, but these other four lost control of their ship. So it was as if someone hacked into their control um, mechanism there and were controlling the ship remotely. So... Uh, with the way everything's done nowadays with computerized, uh, you know, motors and everything, I guess that that's a way that they can tap into that and, and be able to control these vessels. So they are already saying that they believe this is an Iran attack on the ships over there. So Iran is really, like, pushing against the flow of things, and they know if they can attack the oil, they can get some people riled up. So I think that's what they're kind of doing right now. What's interesting now that they have a new leader as well, as of Saturday when the vote occurred. Mm-hmm. So they are, if all this is true, like it's speculated to be, they are making a, I was going to say splash, but I'm not sure if that's, uh, well, that is true. It's just, good. Uh, I see what no you did pun there. intended. That's, that's nice. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, new leader, and this is all happening uh, within the last few days, so that some pretty um, bold stuff right out of the gate for this new leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to talk to us on the phone, we're, we are going to be talking about World War III. If you have some questions or concerns about what's coming, 
We would love to chat with you uh, regarding World War III and the surrounding events of that. Give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Also, remind you if you're on Facebook, and it goes a long way if you share this video or uh, hit the heart icon instead of the thumbs up. It breaks through the algorithms and gets to your friends and family a little bit uh, more apparently than what Facebook would typically allow. We have hundreds of thousands of people that follow us on Facebook, but unfortunately, not everyone gets notified when we go live and. So, um, yeah, if you share and hit the heart, it does help communicate that a little more. We will be getting more into this World War III that is coming and the tension that's surrounding in our news today. We'll get into that after the break. We'll talk to you then. Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world we will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. Open lines at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. I have very exciting news. Uh, not going to reveal it all entirely right now, but uh, our brand new lesson, the Seven Vials, is almost ready, and so we will have an update on that this week. So be sure. I think we'll we'll announce it for the first time here on the show one of the days this week. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. Thursday and Friday, uh, we will be revealing some of that. So uh, super excited about that lesson uh, that Dave put together a few months ago and uh, excited for you all to be able to watch that. Um, a lot of, we, We've never had a, a single lesson, single DVD on the seven vials but uh, and God's wrath. Now, there are lots of people going, what about this World War III? We won't be around for that. Yeah. Uh, but... 
we've got a different perspective on that. So we we'll talk about it more in that lesson yeah. and perhaps today. Um, what's next, Doug? Anything you want to mention? Well, I, let me just say this. So I'll, I'll just throw some scripture out there just to kind of give everybody an idea of, of why we have a piece about it. So, you know, in Matthew 24, when Jesus was talking to disciples about what they could expect, he, he gave us a lot of different information there. And then he tells us that, you know, we don't have to worry about these things. We just need to be faithful that these things are going to happen. So let me just kind of give you a little bit of that. In Matthew 24... Uh, starting with verse 4, it says, And Jesus answered and said to, unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, we're we're seeing that kind of stuff happen where people are coming and saying, we've been seeing that happen for quite a while, though. Pretty much ever since Jesus left, there's been somebody come that would claim to be the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, it says that in verse 6, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. That's what we're talking about today, wars yes. and rumors of wars. So Jesus told us to expect these things, but see to it that you be not troubled. So he tells us, don't be troubled about this. All these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Okay? So the end's not yet. Things are going to happen. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Well, we see that happening too. You know, there's a lot of famine, especially, uh, you know, over in some of the third world countries. They've been having famine for a long time Um, and pestilence. This COVID-19 is considered a pestilence Um, and earthquakes. Earthquakes have been on the rise for years now happening in diverse places. So Jesus warned us of these things and he said, and all these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated for all nations for my name's sake. Now that sounds like tribulation to me. And I know some people believe that we're going to be out of here before tribulation starts. But like you said, we have a different perspective. We have scripture to back those things up. I'll be happy to send you scripture if you want to uh, email us about that. But then it said, uh, and it says that we're going to be hated by all nations for his name's sake. For the name of Jesus, that's one of the things that we're going to see uh, these things begin to happen more and more is because of Jesus and the uh, inclusiveness of Jesus' name. You know, that's one of the things that when you hear when we talk about world religion, they talk about being more inclusive and that everyone can make it to heaven. Everyone can get to God. It's just different avenues we take. But Jesus says that we're going to be hated because of his name. He didn't say he's one of the ways. Right. He, he says he's the, the way. way. That's correct. So it's really hard to be politically correct and say, <laughs> I am the way. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of political correctness about Jesus. You know, he kind of came <laughs> to jack that up. He did. he did a good job at it. He did. Um, so we're talking about World War III today, though. Right. Are we going to be here for this World War III, the Sixth Trumpet War? Yes, we are going to be here for those things. And so <clears throat> we know that because we, we believe that we can prove from Scripture that the seventh trumpet is when the rapture occurs, when what we call the rapture is the resurrection. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we are resurrected, when Christ comes back to set up his kingdom, the second coming of Jesus Christ, Revelation 11 tells us, that when Jesus comes to establish his kingdom, that it's also time to reward his prophets and his servants, the saints. Uh, 
So the prophets are those Old Testament saints like Daniel and, uh, you know, the, the prophets in our Bible, but also those Old Testament saints that have died before uh, grace. And so the saints that he talks about there, that's the church, that's us. And so it lets us know that that same timing is going to be at that time when he comes to establish his kingdom here on earth. That's kind of a quick uh, little version of that. There's a whole lot more to it, but anyway, that kind of answers that well, question. But there's people that check out immediately when you say that the rapture will not occur before the tribulation. Right. Because you've you've got to be wrong. This is what everyone teaches the Bible says, or at least a lot of people. Yeah. And so when you start saying that, I mean, people check out right out of the gate. So I guess we should have waited till the end of the program. Well, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe maybe everyone's still watching. Uh, but I'm just saying, like people say that. Now, how would you try to convince them to stick around a little bit longer? I guess uh, if they're not ready to hear that. Well, like I said before, when we look at Scripture, Jesus gave us particular Scripture to tell us of the things that were coming. In that particular Scripture we just read, He said that people will be uh, delivered and killed to people who are against Christianity, against Jesus' name. So those things right there, Jesus is telling us there's going to be tribulation that's going to come. When you look in the chapter, even go further into the chapter, we see that the Antichrist is going to be revealed and that that's going to happen at the abomination of desolation. And then he talks about the great tribulation. So he tells you that great tribulation is started by that abomination of desolation. Then Matthew twenty four twenty nine through 31 tells you that immediately after the tribulation of those days, that he's sending his angels to gather his elect. And so these things are in our scriptures, and Jesus told us about it so that we would not be concerned and worried. We know that our redemption is, is drawing near when we start to see these things happening. I mean, it's convincing to me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so uh, give us a call. We have open lines at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We'd love to talk to you. We're specifically talking about World War III today, but uh, we'll also talk to you about the events surrounding that. So if you need some clarification on the tribulation uh, slash rapture timing, we're happy to chat about that or whatever else we can to help clarify this. Uh, we understand that many people say... There's no reason to be concerned about World War III from the perspective of the church. Uh, however, um, we feel like there is, and we feel like it's scripturally accurate. Uh, so we wanted to talk about it today. Uh, the Times of Israel reported yesterday that Defense Minister Benny Gantz on Monday warned that Israel must act immediately against Tehran. Now, who's going to help Israel if they get into trouble? America. America. And then... Everybody starts getting involved after that. <laughs> after a ship managed by an Israeli-owned company was struck by a drone, apparently sent by Iran. Here's Iran again. Mm-hmm. Gantz described Thursday's deadly attack on the Mercer Street oil tanker as a major escalation by Iran. It, quote, Iran's aggression in the region generally and on the maritime front in particular is intensifying. This is the exact reason that we must act right now against Iran, which is not only which not only strives for nuclear military, but also is leading to a dangerous arms race and the crumbling of stability in the Middle East. There are hundreds of Iranian UAVs in Iran, Yemen, Iraq, and other countries in the past year. There have been no less than five Iranian attacks on in international ships, some using UAVs manufactured by the Iranian military industry. 
Two people were killed on board the Mercer Street oil tanker, a British and Romanian national. Thursday's drone attack was blamed on Iran by Israel, the U.S., the U.K., and Romania. Quote, Iran under the hangman uh, Ibrahim Razi uh, will be more dangerous to the world. He's also known as the butcher of Tehran. He'll be more dangerous to the world than it has been so far, more destructive to the region than it has been so far, and will strive to become an existential threat to Israel. Um, we will act to remove any such threat. Now, this isn't us for, uh, fear-mongering. We are strictly reading you quotes from Israeli government officials. So this is not us trying to scare you. We are simply telling you what is in the news. Um, we, he said, we will act to remove any such threat. Israel possesses a variety of tools and options to protect its citizens, and we will hold accountable anyone who seeks to harm us in the time, place, and methods that serve us and our security. Yeah. Israel doesn't have a, a choice but to defend herself. I mean, if if Iran is bold enough to make these attacks with these drones uh, and and blow up ships, I mean, what's to keep them from doing this inside uh, Israel proper? I mean, they, you know, they're right there on the border in Syria. Our, Iran has bases in Syria that uh, Israel and the United States have at, at one time or another bomb some of these installations where they were bringing weapons into those areas. Well, Iran has made no uh, secret about the fact that they want to destroy Israel. They, they've made comments like they want to drive them into the sea to where they no longer exist. So you've got this aggressor at your border, and now they're doing this with these ships. So when you hear an Israeli leader say things like that, like we, we will act to remove any such threat. I mean, they have to. They don't have a choice because if they don't act, they're going to be attacked and possibly destroyed. If Iran develops a nuclear missile, I mean, it would only take one nuclear missile to hit the heart of Israel. You know, of course, they have a great defense system. Mm -hmm. But you think about it. Israel is is a very small country. I mean, we live in Texas, and, and you could put three Israels inside Texas. You can start driving in Texas and drive for a whole day and still not get out of Texas. Well, Israel's not the same way. One strategically placed nuke could destroy the entire place. But we know that's not going to happen because we have Bible prophecy, and so we there's know hope. Israel's going to be here. Absolutely there's hope. <laughs> Israel God is will on be their here side. Yes. in the end. Yes. So we don't have to be fearful about that. Right. Um, but when we start talking about a third of mankind, I mean, and I, and I can picture that in my brain a lot easier than other numbers because I'm going, okay, if there's nine of us in this room, mm-hmm. a third, that's three people out of the nine, yep. gone. Yeah. And that's, that's scarier from a, uh, I guess, a pers- from an understanding perspective because I'm going, I can actually picture that. It's like 200 million man army. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Three of us are going to be gone out of the nine. I can picture that a lot better. So that I can see how people get scared about that. Yeah. Um, but from an Israel being around perspective, there's nothing to be fearful. Mm-hmm. But what about all the deaths? What about all of that? Why shouldn't I be afraid of that? Well, it is going to be devastating. And it is... It, it's scary if you don't know 
the Lord. If you're if you're not a born again believer and you're just a person that's listening to this program and you're hearing this for the first time and you don't know that your salvation is secure to where I mean, because anything can happen, Vince. I mean, yeah, that's true. Scripture tells us that, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. So anything could happen. We, you know, we could be killed in a car wreck or, you know, have a massive heart attack or, uh, you know, whatever. Nobody's promised tomorrow. So we need to make sure that our salvation is sure that that we know what it means to be biblically born again and to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior to have repentance and be baptized in Jesus name those things are important you know he promises that he'll fill you with the holy spirit it's important to have that and when you're filled with the holy spirit a lot of that fear goes away because what does the lord tell us he doesn't give us the spirit of fear so he gives us a spirit of you know, hope and faith and a sound mind and all those things that uh, come along with with knowing Christ and having that assurance that you're going to be with him at the end of this life. You know, somebody posted the other day on Facebook and said, you know, we're not actually going to die. We're going to live somewhere forever into eternity. And we're either going to be with the Lord or we're going to be without the Lord. And that's hell, you know, and so. That you really got to make sure that your election is sure. So um, that's the important thing to remember today, and that's where you draw your hope from, is to make sure you're born again. And, you know, we have that brochure, What Do You Mean Born Again? If anybody has questions about that, call us, um, send us an email. We'll make sure that you get a link to that. No, you, can, you can actually go read it right now at endtime.com slash reborn, endtime.com slash reborn. That's available. Um, also, we are taking your calls, one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Doug, we've got a few minutes left. How do you want to wrap this segment up before we hit the break? Well, we've got a lot more to talk about that we can't get into right this moment. But let me just reiterate the fact that Jesus said these things would begin to happen. I'm going to finish that up just a little bit and say that he tells us, but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. This is also Matthew twenty four thirteen and 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. So the Lord tells us the gospel is going to be preached into the outermost parts of the world. And then the end is going to come. I don't think we've reached that just yet. But this gospel, the kingdom, we'll talk about that a little bit more later in the program. But that's a very important thing to hang on to and remember that we have the gospel. Absolutely. And um, in addition to that, we make this show available for free every single day. We've got uh, thousands of hours worth of articles available at endtime.com. You can go there, search those articles that we have and read everything there. Watch all our videos there for entirely free at endtime.com. Um, we hope to continue to make this free forever. I will say that we survive on, from the goodness of God and from partners just like you, people that give us $5 a month, $50 a month, whatever it is. People come in and support us so we can help make this available for free. If you want to join us in that way, go to endtime.com slash donate. Become a one-time or monthly partner. Uh, also remind you, we are taking your calls, one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We will start taking calls after the break, so be sure to give us a call. Uh, we look forward to talking to you. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one. 
Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at End Time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Open lines at one 877 end 1-877-363-8463. Back to Deb Kefile. Um, they, they reported today we are in a very close contact and coordination with the UK, Israel, Romania, and other countries. And there will be a collective response. Uh, August, uh, let's see, following the Iranian drone attack on Israel ship on July 31 that killed two crewmen, IDF chief... Uh, Lieutenant Governor, meanwhile, conferred on the subject while the U.K. was reported mulling a range of options, including a cyber attack on Iran. For Iran's supreme leader, the two arms of its national program, the drive for a nuclear bomb and regional destabilization for upholding its axis of influence, appear to be inseparable. Nonetheless, he blames Washington for combining the two in a single package in any negotiation for a revised nuclear accord branding this as the prime cause of the deadlock in the Vienna track. So <clears throat> this this article, he talks about two things there, and he says that he blames Washington for putting these two things together, but that's exactly what they're doing right now. A regional destabilization is what's happening with these drone attacks. They're trying to destabilize the economy of the world by what they're doing. They're attacking ships that are carrying oil, oil cruisers. Uh, they're attacking people who uh, have made these um, peace agreements with Israel, uh, the UAE uh, that they're attacking over there in that area. And then they're talking about the drive for a nuclear bomb. I mean, this is their supreme leader, Vince. He's making no no uh, secret about what he's saying here. This is right out in the open. He's saying it out loud that they're driving for a nuclear bomb. Well, that's why Israel has to watch this situation and America too. It's it's great in the first part of that article that it says that they're in coordination with the UK, with Israel, with Romania and other countries. So the United States 
has gathered these people that have been attacked by this. And now there's five more. So the article we read a while ago said that in the first year, or maybe it was this article, that a year ago there had been five attacks in a year. Well, we've had five attacks in a day today. Mm. So, I mean, we're looking at this. The aggression is building there, and they're telling you we're pushing for a nuclear bomb. And stage two of our plan is the destabilization, destabilization of the Middle East. So they're wanting to cause chaos. One of the reasons why they want to cause chaos is because they believe that's how their Messiah is going to come back, is in a state of chaos that their uh, Messiah will come back to the earth. And so they think that's how they've got to do it. Out of chaos, he comes. And Mm -hmm. so uh, anyway, this is what they're pushing. And they tell you right there in that article, we make no holds about it. They're not going to talk to the United States anymore about the nuclear deal. Because they're not planning on creating this uranium for electric purposes and and for, you know, supplying their country with uh, energy. They tell you right there, we're making a bomb. Making a bomb and we're going to destabilize the Middle East. So there it is right there. They're kind of being up front about it. And and that's concerning as far as, or rather it's um, it's something that jumps out of us because... The Bible says this war is going to emanate from the river Euphrates. Yeah. Now, I know we're going to get into that a little bit later, but the Euphrates River is right there touching Iran. Yeah. And Runs here, right down through the middle of it. Here they are, yeah. right out. In, uh, any social media app you open, that's going to be what you see, one yeah. of the first things you see when you open it up today. And, and you get a little bit better understanding about the prophecy. When you see that prophecy, so that prophecy is in Revelation chapter 9. Uh, and when you see that, it says that four angels are bound in the river Euphrates and they're loosed for this specific purpose. So I get the question all the time, are these good angels? Well, no, they're not good angels. They're bad angels. That's why they're bound in the river Euphrates. But they're going to be loosed. And the reason why they're loosed is those are spirits that are going to go into the world and manipulate the mindset of people and drive them toward this war. So it's going to make them want to do this. And so it's an influential spirit that's been bound up that's going to be unbound for this specific war to come up. And the other thing you mentioned earlier is the 200 million man army. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we see China's tie into this because China and Iran and Russia, they're all allies right now. And especially uh, China and Iran, they've just signed a brand new pact, a brand new deal not too long ago where they are going to help Iran, if anyone is aggressively attacking Iran, China has said, we'll back you up. So we, we've got two different things happening here in that area all at the same time with two very important forces that are tied to one another. So that's why we, when we see it happening in the news, it gets our, uh, our prophetical <laughs> flag going up because we're like, oh, here we go. This is prophecy and this is happening right now. So it's things that we have to talk about. And you've been following these news stories for decades now, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so it's that's another thing that we get all the time is, well, hadn't this been going on for a long time? Well, yeah, but it's never gotten to the point that it's at now. Uh, just recently, these events have taken place. Just recently, did we have the capability of having these drones? I mean, you know, five years ago, I didn't know what a drone was. You know, I it was like futuristic, some crazy mm-hmm. thing that they were talking about. Now, these things 
are are built to where these drones can attack you and and it's one guy running a computer watching a camera and he can attack you from the sky and you don't even know it's coming so, or they or they pre-program the function yeah and it just goes and does it on and autopilot. it's a kamikaze drone it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's really crazy so with Iran, they have now elected the butcher of Tehran. Yeah. That sounds horrendous. <laughs> it is horrendous. Yeah, this guy, it's, he's a real piece of work. <laughs> Why? Why do we say that? Because he's responsible for the murder of, uh, well, I, some articles say 30,000 people during the Iraq-Iran uh, war, where he did some some pretty horrific things. Uh, I know that um, I read today that he hung people in public, and some of them were as young as 13 years old. Pregnant women were tortured and killed under his reign of terror. And he, he's a pretty mean guy. So I, we do have an article here that kind of tells us it's back from June when he was first elected or when they had the elections. And uh, it, I think it's from Israel. Yeah, Israel 365 News. Okay, I, for some reason I was under the impression this like reading this article messed me up. Yeah, because I was thinking the election just occurred, but it didn't. It's been a little over a month ago. Right, but okay. he's but he's getting ready to be inaugurated. Okay, so it says Ibrahim Riasi, a fundamentalist judge who is also under U.S. sanctions for human rights abuses, was victorious in Iran's elections following a, a contest marred with voter apathy over economic difficulties and political limitations. With all 28.9 million ballots tallied, Riasi got elected with a total of 17.9 million. Is anybody questioning whether or not this is valid? Well, another (laughs) article told me that this was the lowest turnout that they had ever had in an an Iranian election, that... 37% 37% of the population did not vote at all. So it's an interesting side. Do they think it matters? I don't think that they do. Is it paper ballots? Is it? I don't is know. It, I don't know how they do it. Uh, all right. Riasi. Um, don't get me questioning elections right now. Yeah, sorry. Riasi is known as the butcher of Tehran due to a long track record of human rights violations. Riasi was hired by Kimiani into the high-profile task of Judiciary Chief in 2019. He was subsequently placed under U.S. sanctions thereafter due to human rights violations. The violations included the role that, according to human rights groups, say that Riasi played in the executions of thousands of political prisoners in 1988, as well as the suppressing unrest in 2009. Riasi has never publicly addressed allegations regarding his role in the executions. Riasi is known for his role in the 1988 massacre of more than 30,000 political prisoners inside Iran. He also defended the Malaz crimes against humanity and called Khomeini a hero. Riasi was a member of the Death Committee and was called the greatest criminal by Grand Ayatollah Hosiana Ali Martaziri. It's easy for you to say. No, it's not. I have <laughs> no, I'm sure that's way off. Well, so, so there you go. I mean, he, this guy, he's like an ambassador of death. And they they hired him specifically for that. He's on um, he's on a list of one of the the most uh, infamous human rights abusers that there are in the world. But yet he's their brand new president. And since he's been elected, aggression has picked up toward uh, Iran's uh, enemies. 
of course. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy that that someone with this track record would be in, now. Now, is he our Joe Biden? Is that what we're saying? Oh man, I hope Joe Biden's not anything like. Well, this I'm saying guy, he's but, he's the yeah. leader of the country. He's the primary leader of the country. And 37 percent of the people didn't come out and vote. And well, I don't but, know why, but yeah, I. You know, here's the thing. I don't I don't know what to say about that because I guess if you're going to say that he is their president and Joe Biden's our president, then yes, he's their Joe Biden. Uh, but he's he's not a good guy. He's a terrible person, and that's why he has the nickname of being a butcher. It's pretty rough. Now, that's substantial to me because of our, our teaching um, lessons on Islam. Mm-hmm. And what we talk about there. Now, he's obviously Islamic. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Is that obvious? Is that as obvious as I just made it oh, sound? Oh, yeah, that's very he's obvious. He's Islamic. Yes, he is. And so it's pretty interesting that these details are true around his, his history. Yeah. And then how that's going to be involved in this coming world war. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. And, and when you think about... Um, you know, what we teach on the four horsemen and that fourth horseman, we believe is Islam, that the word was chloros there, which means green and not pale. And that the rider who set on him is death. Well, this guy is this guy's like known for killing people. That's like his specialty is death. And so those kind of things, you know, that that resonates with that um, fourth horseman. Shall we get to the next story? Well, you know what? One of the things that we didn't put in here, the tweet from um, the the ambassador from Israel uh, that we interviewed back. Uh, when did we interview him? Back in April? Was it that far back? It, yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. It's been Anyway, he tweeted, and we didn't get that on here, uh, but he tweeted because he... It's, it's Lior Hiat. He's the yes. spokesperson for the... Uh, def- Ministry of Defense in Israel. Right. And we, we had the pleasure of interviewing him a while back. And he tweeted that he was very upset about the situation with the inauguration and the swearing in, I guess, of this guy because the EU was sending ambassadors over there as a way of like giving their condolences on this whole thing, you know, about how excited they were about this new leader who's the butcher of. Tehran, well, so. and, and he his tweet was not his tweet was an official press release from Israel mm-hmm. saying that that the EU would send a representative for this ceremony is totally unacceptable. Now yeah. that becomes interesting because of what we talk about with the Antichrist, Antichrist. and the EU, yeah. and uh, of course the Antichrist is not a big fan of the Jewish people, right. and so those connections. I mean, I mean, right now it's not. As clear as it will be, right. but those connections, because we see what's coming, it's starting to go. Oh, you know, that's yeah. something that's noteworthy. Absolutely. We should be highlighting that. So we are going to highlight it a little more. We have several calls to get to after the break. You can join us on the show today. Give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. 
every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. Open lines at one 877 time one 877 I will remind you if you're on Facebook, it does help us a lot when you share this video or hit the heart icon in, instead of the thumbs up. Breaks through the algorithm and gets to your family and friends and even uh, helps get us on the recommended pages. You've all been there. You're watching a video and then it just auto plays the next video. Well, it will help us get to that autoplay section in some cases. So uh, it helps us get introduced to new people as well. So when you share and heart our video, it does help us out a lot. And we would appreciate it very much. We do want to get to the phones now. Mike in Florida, welcome to End of the Age. Hey there. How are you guys doing today? We're well. How are you, Mike? I'm terrific. Listen, I've watched uh, you guys uh, for the last few weeks. I've also uh, was a big fan of your uh, dad, Urban Baxter. Watched him for years and years and years, and uh, always enjoyed his show and his uh, his commitment to to Jesus. Now, what I want to talk to you guys about is uh, you guys are wrong about the rapture, and I'll, I'll give you one quick verse. There's hundreds of them, but Revelation three ten. It says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of testing that is to come upon the whole world. Right there is case closed. We're out of here before uh, tribulation starts. I could go on and on. You know, uh, there's two two men in a field. One is taken, one is left. And I could go on and on. But every learned biblical scholar, and you can name all of them, believe that that the church will be raptured out of here prior to the tribulation. Okay, Mike, uh, you are you aware that the book of Revelations is not written in chronological order? It doesn't matter. You could take that statement, Revelation 3.10, Jesus Christ says, because you have kept my word, no, yeah, I'm I, I, yes, sir. from the hour of tribulation. Yes, Stay sir. Close, I, under, buddy, I understand what you're saying, but that was a specific letter written to a specific church. And John took those letters back and gave those to those churches. Okay, and, so based upon what you just said, that would make the assumption that, okay, one specific church is going to be raptured out of here. The rest of us are going to left be, be left behind. But that, that of course, would be uh, an error. Uh, the, 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 the rapture is part of a wedding between Jesus Christ and his bride, and the bride is, is the church, those who believe in Jesus. And if you want to get into more details about what's going to happen in the rapture and also in the tribulation, you look at 
You look at uh, the the traditions of the Jewish wedding. We're, well, we're, no, we're, I don't. We're taking out of here. Give, listen, me, give me one scripture that says we're going to stay here through the tribulation. Okay, that would be Matthew 24, verse 29 through 31, says that immediately after the tribulation of those days. So... Mike, we could, we could talk about this no, off well, the air. You can to give that, us a call. Talking, because... wait, wait, let me just say this. To okay. that, there, are, there will be people saved through the tribulation. Of course, in fact, many people immediately, immediately after the rapture, they're going to say, holy cow, uh, my buddy uh, Mike the Christian told me that uh, he was going to be raptured out of here, and look what happened. Millions of people have disappeared. Immediately, there's going to be a lot of people who, who immediately turn to faith in Christ right after the rapture. In addition, uh, the Great Tribulation, let me rephrase that, the Tribulation, because there's two parts. first three and a half years is the Tribulation, the second three and a half is the Great Tribulation, is the time of Jacob's trouble. Jacob okay, being well, listen, Mike, we, we've heard what you're saying. I've heard all this before. We have several scriptures that prove a post-tribulation rapture. We can talk about this another time. This was not today's topic. We we're talking about World War III today. But if you want to talk about this in depth, you can give us a call. I'll talk to you about it more. Uh, we can have that discussion. But uh, we thank you for your call today and appreciate you giving your opinion about it. Thank you for giving us a call. And we have talked about it, Doug. We've yeah. talked about it for hours and hours. And, of course, like you said, we have had that question many times and yeah. other questions uh, similar to that. And, and like Irvin used to say, which, by the way, he said we could reference any biblical scholar and they would say it was a preacher rapture. Well, right. one I would mention would be Irvin Baxter, who proclaimed he used to be pre-trip right. until uh, he couldn't answer some questions and he had to transition his perspective. And yeah. uh, so from that... Uh, we've made several, um, probably dozens of hours. Now, one thing's important, though, Doug, we've said this over and over and over again, is, is there's going to be disagreements about the timing of the rapture. Absolutely. Uh, that's not what we want to uh, emphasize to the point of, of there being issue. Uh, we want everyone to be ready for the rapture. Uh, whether you believe it happens before the tribulation or after the tribulation, we believe it's after. Some people believe it's before. That's okay if you want to believe that way. Uh, we are not condemning any of those people. Uh, we do know one thing. When the Antichrist stands in the temple proclaiming to be the Messiah, mm-hmm. it's going to be revealed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the rapture should have happened by then. Right. So we always say, you know... We don't believe this is accurate, but if we are taken before then, we're going to be thrilled that we get to get out here before the bad right. stuff happens. But um, nonetheless, like I said, we've spent hours on that, and we can't come to any other conclusion in spite of what so many scholars... There's, there's a lot of things that a lot of scholars agree on that's not biblical, Doug. Right. And we don't have time to get into all that, right. but nonetheless, back to the phone. Sorry, wait, you had something to yeah, say. Yeah, I do have Sorry, something Doug, to say go ahead. Quick. Let me just give you one scripture, okay? And it's actually a couple of verses here. But this is 1 Corinthians 15. And everybody can agree that that's talking about the resurrection, the rapture. Okay. Um, so in this scripture, it says in verse 20, I'm going to start in verse 20. I'm going to read until verse 24. It says uh, in verse 20, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. 
So he's the first fruits of the resurrection. For since by man came death, by man also uh, the resurrection of the dead. As for Adam, for as in Adam all will die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ is the first fruits, and afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. That right there tells you when that resurrection happens. It happens at the second coming, at the coming of Jesus Christ. And if you don't believe that that's when it happens, just read the next verse. Verse 24, Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. So we're not waiting a seven-year period there. It says that Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection, and then afterward, they who are Christ at his coming, and then the end where the kingdom of God is set up. So it can't be seven years after this the kingdom set up. It's at his coming, and that's when the resurrection happens. So, I mean, that right there, he said, give me one scripture. He didn't really give me an opportunity to give the scripture. So I wanted to give him one scripture there. There's a, there's a great scripture that pretty much sums it up. Well, and then anyone is, has the option to go to endtime.com, and you can search in our search bar for rapture or tribulation, and you will find dozens or hundreds of topics, or hundreds, dozens or hundreds of posts where we have either written about this or uh, provided free videos about this. You can also go to watch.endtime.com. There's some free content there if you search those same things. There's also some paid content there. So you can subscribe to End of the Age Plus and get a lot more. But we've got probably hundreds of hours for free totally available at endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. Just search Tribulation tribulation or rapture. All right, Sam in Texas, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, guys. uh, I'm just going to, you know, that first, that last caller, my deal is to prepare for the worst. It is going to be a post to be prepared so you won't take the mark. You won't, you know, and, and if it happens to be the other guy's right, hey, amen, but prepare for the worst. But yeah. the question that I called in is, you know, uh, and I hope you're right that America's going to stand with Israel, but they didn't stand with Israel in 1948. They didn't stand with Israel in 1967. And every war since, the United States has not put boots on the ground for Israel. So I just wonder why it would be different. Well, uh, one of the things, Sam, that we have, which we've never had before, is we have an Air Force base over there. We're the only country besides Israel that has an Air Force base in Jerusalem. Uh, We've had our general of that Air Force base. We've had articles that we've, we've shared with people before where he says that from this point on, America will be arm in arm with Israel. And so th- this is the reason why we, we also kind of get pumped up about that Revelation twelve fourteen. Now, remember that scripture says that the eagle's wings help the woman, which is Israel, during the tribulation time. It, it doesn't yeah. talk about 48 or 67 in there. We're talking specifically about time, times, and a half a time, which we know from Daniel is that tribulation time. We also know yeah. that from Revelation 13 as well. So that's that's where we get that. So that's why we firmly believe that. Yeah, you know, and, you know, I think y'all said before that John had to describe stuff with 
what he knew, and it said that the great wings of an eagle. I don't know if he was describing a, a big plane. But anyway, I hope you guys are right, and uh, thank you for what y'all do. All right. Thank Amen. you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. We appreciate your call. We'll go to Sue in Missouri. Sue, welcome to Into the Age. Uh, I just wanted to make the comment that I believe Irvin Baxter used to say, this is not a salvation issue. And it sounds like uh, they want to miss all the bad times. Well, we're going to have some bad times to go through because the Scripture lets us know Satan's going to do everything to us that he can. But whether the tribulation is pre or whether it's mid-tribulation or it's post-tribulation, that's not a salvation issue. And the ones that believe different than you guys does, they're going to see it in the end who had it right. Thank you. Yes, Thanks, Sue. We appreciate your call. <laughs> well, you know, Vince, I mean, we're, we're not trying to, to teach that and trying to prove anybody wrong. We're trying to get people prepared for what to expect. I mean, well, we're trying to talk about World War III today, what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, we kind of got hijacked well, on the, that. Well, the problem bit, is, is if we talk about World War III, people say immediately, we won't, we be, won't be here for that. Yeah. No, and I so hear. we've got to talk about the rapture, apparently, when we talk about I World War III. So. I guess so. Well, you know, just to kind of end up where I, I was hoping we'd end up here. Let me just say this to everybody because, you know, we talked about the gospel of the kingdom. So if we're teaching the gospel of kingdom, what does that mean? That means that we're teaching about the soon kingdom of Jesus Christ coming to earth and how to be a part of that kingdom. That's what we're teaching people. So when we're teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, the death, the burial, and the resurrection, that's what we're teaching is that we need to be born again in uh the Lord tells us in Matthew chapter 6, this is what I was hoping that we could at least end with today on a great note. Well, here we are. Here we are. It says in verse 31, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall I eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. There it is again. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. The Lord tells us that God knows the things we need. And he also tells us if we're doing God's business, he's going to take care of our business. So there's hope. (laughs) There is hope and it's only in Jesus. If you're struggling with that, go to endtime.com slash reborn and uh, enhance your discipleship journey by doing that. But we also have hundreds of hours of free for if you search World War III, Tribulation, or Rapture. So be sure to go to endtime.com and do that today. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.